This is Mindset for Success with your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen. Each week, she will interview women entrepreneurs to explore the unconscious psychological struggles they faced as they build their businesses and how they overcame them. Here's your host, Leslie Knudsen. This is Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and this is Mindset for Success. Each week, we interview women entrepreneurs to explore the unconscious psychological struggles they faced as they built their businesses and how they overcame them. Um, I wanted to say welcome to you, Lana. Um, It's wonderful to have you, and I'm glad you could join us. Great. Thank you for having me. Um, after working a number at a number of top global firms, including Duff and Phelps, Deloitte, and NBC Universal, six years ago, Lana Hout founded First Choice Business Brokers Los Angeles office with her business partner, Adriana Smith. Lana is one of America's top business brokers and advises small business transactions across a wide range of industries. In addition, she and Adriana created the Biz Hot List which provides entrepreneurs advice on how to build and scale small businesses. Lana currently lives in Los Angeles. So Lana, Lana, I wanted to start by saying, by asking you, you worked successfully for a number of years um, before opening your own business. Um, And I just, with your partner, Adriana Smith, I just wondered, Was it difficult to leave a secure job path to become a female entrepreneur? You know, I think that uh, people probably expect me to say yes to this answer, Mm -hmm. but actually I would probably say uh, no. Um, For me, I had worked, you know, several years in, in corporate and I had, you know, I got a lot of great training, a lot of experience, acquired a lot of knowledge, but um, really because I had worked with, you know, in different roles in the different corporations, I started already feeling my own desire to go out on my own. Uh, so when the opportunity presented itself, I was all in. I actually didn't uh, think about it too long, which I know might surprise a lot of people, but uh, I think that when you already start to feel the desire to, to be your own entrepreneur and want to go do your own thing, uh, when the opportunity presents itself, I just had to jump on it. And in all honesty, it was the best decision I ever made. And how did you push back on and try not to get stuck on the more worried, uncertain side of it? Well, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, um, obviously, especially with what, what, you know, I am doing currently, you know, it's a commission only job. So going from financial security of a consistent paycheck to um, a more high risk business, you know, does have. Um, it's risks involved and can definitely make people second guess themselves. I think for me personally, I, I just thought that, you know what, I had worked in multiple firms. I knew what that path would be like. Um, and I knew I could always go back to that path, right? Mm -hmm. I could always go and get another job. Um, Mm -hmm. but I just felt like I needed to go all in on myself and, you know, I had that desire and I knew that, I would regret it if I didn't go and pursue, pursue being an actual entrepreneur myself. And being go in all on myself means exactly. 
believing in yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. To be an entrepreneur, you have to bet on yourself. You have to mm-hmm. know that you can do it and that you have all of the skills and resources necessary to do it. And there is plenty of information out there. So you can always, you know, trust yourself that you will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that sometimes people are like, well, I don't know how to do this. And I, I, mm-hmm. I've never done that. Mm-hmm. But those are, you know, you people, you know, I think any new entrepreneur should be, a, you know, should not focus on that. The reality is, is being an entrepreneur, um, no matter how many years you've been into it, there's always going to be something new, some new obstacle, some new challenge that you've never experienced. And you have to trust that you're going to rise to the occasion and use your experiences to figure it out. And how did you learn that you could rise to the occasion? By having times where you have losses, right? Like when you meet challenges that are difficult, not every scenario works out the way you want. I think what ends up happening is it's really about recognizing, okay, this was a tough situation. Maybe it didn't work out with the outcome that I wanted. Um, So what am I going to do? Am I going to wallow in the fact that it didn't work out or am I going to get up and try again? Mm -hmm. Um, And what you find is that if you keep getting up, you will be able to use those losses as learning opportunities for the next win. And I think that, you know, that's just something um, you need to have in yourself. Like I just always believed in myself. And did you have it? Yeah. I was going to say, did you have that belief in yourself forever and ever? It came I don't know, in corporate, it came post-corporate as you were making your way as an entrepreneur? I have. I've actually always believed in myself. Um, You know, I was a straight-A student, so, um, you know, from the back of school, like, you know, taking on challenging courses that maybe Mm -hmm. were in in subjects that I really knew nothing about. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was probably... Um, maybe an easy way for people to understand, you know, I would take on, I would go to classes that were tough, you know, subject matter. And, you know, I just would apply myself, study, talk to the professors, really try to understand that that subject and apply myself. And, you know, ultimately I always just believe if you do your best, you know, that's all you can ask for from yourself really Mm -hmm. is if you try. Um, And so for me, I have always had that drive to, just apply myself. And I think maybe that's also, um, kind of in the household that I grew up in, you know, um, I had parents that really believed in, in the importance of hard work Mm -hmm. and going Mm -hmm. after your dreams. And, um, I think that was sort of part of my foundation. Mm -hmm. And I guess it kind of made it safe also too to, to work hard and, and expect results, expect good results. And, you know, one of my thoughts is, does it feel like courage or does it feel more like I love to learn? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, (laughs) I would say, um, I would say, uh, a little bit of both to be honest. Okay. So tell me about that. Yeah. So, you know, I think I, I do love to learn and I do think that in, in the business that I'm in, you know, working with so many uh, different business owners across different industries. It's just an opportunity to learn about business from a lot of different lenses. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, you need to have that courage to trust yourself that if you, you know, take the time to study up on whatever the subject matter is, um, to do the research, to put in the work, 
that you are going to be able to find opportunities and solutions to whatever you are looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I actually think it's a combination of both. Um, Loving to learn is great, but if you're not willing to take the risks that come with actually applying that knowledge to your business, then, then it's, you know, it's kind of incomplete. You kind of need both, um, to be an entrepreneur. So explain to me the courage piece. I get the, I love to learn piece. What, what part you have to be, I don't understand the courageous part. I think the courageous part is once you have that information, actually enacting it, like enacting on it. So, um, meaning trusting that you understand it, you got trusting that you you can apply it. it. Yeah. Trusting that you can understand it and having the courage to, you know, go out there and make that decision. And, you know, you, you might not know all the pieces. So, you know, you can't, there's no guaranteed outcomes, right? You can Mm -hmm. prepare and know Mm -hmm. everything about a problem and then, you know, enact the solution. And then a new issue comes up that you did not foresee. So you have to have that courage to actually want to say, you know what? I, 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 I researched it. This is the best decision for what, you know, what is known and knowable for right now this is the best decision. And I have to have the courage to actually make the decision and Mm -hmm. go through and like actually go through with it and realize that if it doesn't work out, okay, pivot. Right. So Mm -hmm. you're really trusting yourself. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of times people get caught there. Um, they have, they've done all the work, they've, they've figured out all of the issues. Um, they think they know what the answer is, but there's a bit of fear holding them back from from actually taking the plunge and, and, and really pulling the trigger, so to speak, and making that decision for their business. So talk to the ambitious female entrepreneur who gets stuck there. What can you tell her to do? If you get stuck there as a ambitious female entrepreneur, what I would recommend is, you know, go back to the basics, you know, go through it in your mind. Have you, have you done the work? Have you done the research? Is this, re- is, are all the, are all the arrows pointing to the solution? Mm-hmm. If so, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take that leap of faith and know one thing is that nothing in life is so final that you cannot pivot. You know, you might make the decision. It may or may not work out the way that you want, but trust enough in yourself, believe in yourself and your own work ethic that you will look for another solution and make the adjustments as needed. Because you know what? The worst thing in life is actually being stagnant. Not moving is worse than moving. Because if mm-hmm. you move, you can always pivot. You can always mm-hmm. change direction. Mm-hmm. But if you're just standing there, nothing will ever, you're, you're missing out on all of the potential opportunities that could come your way because you're too afraid. So I would say don't let fear hold you back. So what do you do about the fear of failure when it comes up? Uh, you know, the feel, the fear of failure is something I think every entrepreneur mm-hmm, for sure. has felt and dealt with. I mean, I think every human being has felt sure, and dealt with quite sure. frankly, um, you know, fear, uh, will always be there. And I think that trying to act like it isn't there is probably a bigger problem than not. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I acknowledge when I think something, uh, that I'm, I think I'm taking a risk, but I think for me, I, I realized that in this business with all my experience, um, I've also challenged fear and had great wins Mm. that had I not challenged it, I wouldn't have experienced. And so I think with fear, it's like, you just need to acknowledge it. But that again, it comes down to, you know, are you going to let fear dictate your 
path in this world as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, um, if you do, then you're not you're not going to be a successful entrepreneur because fear is never going to help you out. Okay, mm-hmm. it's going to stop you from making decisions, making choices, following up on what you think and you know is right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, you know it's it's hard to say because it's like I'm like you know really I need to say you know you got to kind of get over your fear, but really what you do is you just need to work through it and take action despite your fear. So challenging the fear is a little bit like taking the hardest class you can find and really finding yourself trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that- you know, I mean, I wouldn't say taking the hardest class, but yeah, I mean, to some degree, challenging your fear, um, you know, with fear comes all of the playing on people's anxieties and their worries and their insecurities, right? That's what fear does. It mm-hmm. just plays on all of the worst case scenarios for you. And as an entrepreneur, you know, you feel like you're taking a lot of risks. Uh, most of the times entrepreneurs are also taking a huge financial risk, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're transitioning from steady jobs to building their own businesses. So yeah, you, you are, you know, um, there is a little bit, you need to be a little bit of, um, you can't be so risk averse to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. They sure don't not. go hand in hand. So right. the thing with fear is, is, you know, acknowledging that it's there, but realizing that you are smart and capable and are going to do everything you can to make the best decision Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. with the information that you have and that no decision is something that you, you know, I don't believe things that are are so final. I believe that, you know, if I make a decision and it's not the right one, then I learn from it. And that Mm -hmm, is just as mm -hmm. valuable. Um, Mm -hmm. and that I learn from it and then I will pivot and I'll Mm -hmm. use that, Mm that knowledge to get the next win. Right. Right. Um, speaking of the next win, you describe yourself as a warrior leader type in business. How has being a warrior served you at work and what traits do you think a a warrior leader has? So I really love the imagery of being a warrior, um, especially for all the young entrepreneurs out there. You know, to me, a warrior is someone who never gives up, you know, when, when they're met with obstacles and challenges, maybe mm-hmm, they got, you mm-hmm. know, pushed down, they always get back up and they always push forward despite the, the, the obstacles and challenges that they are dealing with. And so for me, when I, as, as a business person, um, you know, I'm met with challenges and obstacles every day, both in, in running a business brokerage, but as well as being my own broker and dealing with deals with mm-hmm. different clients mm-hmm. in different industries, right? So there's mm-hmm. kind of two hats that I'm wearing. And so there's challenges in both roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I would say a warrior is persistent, um, is dedicated, and uh, will always, you know, will never give up. And I think that those are the qualities that I always try, you know, when I feel like I am dealing with a tough challenge, I say to myself, you know what? Okay. You're a warrior. What would a warrior do? A warrior would, would not, would not just like take the hit and just sit, you know, sit, you know, be out sit of the back. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would, they would keep getting back up because they believe in themselves and they believe in the cause that they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, you're fighting for your business. Mm-hmm. That is your cause. You, you are putting your heart, your blood, sweat, tears, everything into your business. That's why you keep getting up because mm-hmm. your business is an, is, is, and it should be something that you're passionate about, something that you love, something that you, Mm -hmm. it's your baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, 
for me, when I think of being a warrior, it's just to remind myself that warriors do get knocked down. Mm -hmm. That is part Mm -hmm. of the game. No warrior doesn't lose a battle, you know, but it's not, you know, you can lose battles, but you're trying to win the war. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so understanding that losing battles just preps you to learn and gives you necessary tools and skill sets so that you can eventually win the war. And by winning the war, I mean, so that you could eventually have a growing and thriving business that might be even bigger than you ever imagined as the entrepreneur on the mm-hmm. onset. of mm-hmm. In your opinion, given all this and given the, the hot biz, um, sorry, the biz hot list that you and Adriana started, what do you think are the top three things that a woman entrepreneur should have to be successful? Top confidence. three. Confidence. Confidence is a real big one. Um, to be able to speak confidently, to convey that you know what you're talking about in a strong manner, I think is very important. Um, I know a lot of female entrepreneurs uh, sometimes tend to be um, either more shy or timid. Um, but I think if you're if you can really convey your confidence in yourself and in what you're talking about, I think that will go far, you know, go far for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have to genuinely, authentically have it, right? You do, you do. Yeah. And, and it, but the only way that you can also get it is, you know, I always tell people, you know, practice your pitch, practice mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. talk about your business. Mm-hmm. If if I meet you at a networking event and I, you know, I say, hi, I'm Lana, I'm a business broker. What do you do? you know, know what you're going to say about your Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so part of the building of confidence, it's also the practice of talking about your business. So it's not that I just say, oh, be confident. Like nobody's Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. be confident, right? You gain confidence by, um, you know, if you are, if you have a business that makes, you know, it could be a business that makes um, software technology, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then you should be able to clearly and articulately communicate what your business does, who your customer is, you know, what purpose does it serve? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that only happens by practice. So I would say to become more confident, make sure that you know what you're saying about your business, what you're saying about yourself, what your role is mm-hmm. and practice it, practice it in the mirror, practice it with your friends, right. you know, practice it when you network it, it because honestly, once you said it multiple times, you will just know, what people are going to ask you and you'll just mm-hmm. feel confident mm-hmm. because you know the answers. Right. Okay. There is confidence right. in just knowing answers before people For ask sure. you. So, so I think that that's what I really mean is, is just being confident, but making sure that, you know, you practice and speak with confidence. Mm-hmm. You don't want to come off like, because, you know, sometimes women can also come off a little timid and, um, in business, like if, you know, if you don't speak with a certain authority, um, it can come off like you don't know what you're talking about mm-hmm. or you're mm-hmm. just, you don't seem confident and, and who wants to work with someone who doesn't seem confident, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's not going to allow kind of to a have dead confidence ringer. in you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. that's one, I would say the second decisive being decisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, um, not over and really with decisiveness, I'm really talking about not overthinking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not being paralyzed by, trying to look at every, you know, every angle possible. At some point you just have to make a decision and realize that the decision you make can either go well, or like I said earlier, might not go the way you want, but you're going to adjust. And then you just have to trust yourself that you'll adjust and decisiveness. The quicker you can make decisions, um, 
I'm not saying being reckless, obviously. I'm saying mm-hmm. making decisions based off of good information. But the, the quicker you're able to make decisions, the, the ability for your business to gain momentum, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to do. You're mm-hmm. trying to have business mm-hmm. gain momentum and actually move forward right. versus being stagnant. Right. Um, and, and I would say um, my third one would be optimism. I'm mm, an optimistic good. person. Um, I don't know if that's something that maybe people would expect, you know, me to say, but I think you should always be optimistic. I like to have the glass half full approach mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because look, life, life in general has its challenges and its mm-hmm, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Business definitely has its challenges and ups and downs, right. but you know, what a beautiful thing it is that you get to go after your dream. Mm-hmm. And, and people need to, uh, you know, I think people sometimes, you know, get caught up in the stress and, and look, it is stressful. I'm not going to sit here and say being an entrepreneur is just right. you know, right. a, a walk in the park. But right. um, I think if you have optimism, then you can also always be looking for the silver lining mm-hmm. in situations, mm-hmm. looking for those learning lessons. Um, but then it just makes you, it makes you enjoy the journey more, mm-hmm. I think. Um, have you, so, would you consider yourself a long-term optimistic person? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so because, you know, I found life is a lot sweeter if you're optimistic than if you're mm-hmm. not. For sure. And easier, <laughs> and too, it's, in it some ways. Easier. Because, you know, um, uh, you know I, I, I've met, you know, people who are a little bit more pessimistic, but it's like, you know, sometimes things don't go the way that you want them to go, but, you know, life life doesn't always, yeah, it doesn't work out the way you want, but sometimes there's gifts in that. Sometimes we have preconceived notions about what an outcome mm-hmm. should look like. And then we get a different outcome, but we don't realize that actually the different outcome is actually better than what mm-hmm. we were, were pushing for. So mm-hmm. I think having that optimism allows you to also see, you know, I didn't get what I thought I wanted, but I actually ended up getting something better. And that mm-hmm. is a blessing, I think, for a lot of entrepreneurs who are able to tap mm-hmm. into that. And also probably being, you know, having close friends, I don't know, obviously business associates, partners also who share in the optimistic trade, right? Who also see it like you see it, which is being able to really reinforce the, all the good opportunities out there. And, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, then the next one might. Absolutely. I mean, I think that you're just touching on a really important point, which is like having your sort of like, you know, your circle of um, like support systems, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's other entrepreneurs. I mean, I'm definitely friends. You know, I have a friend circle and we're all, um, you know, we're all, you know, entrepreneurs or we're, you know, we're all of the mindset of wanting to build something for ourselves. And so we, you know, we definitely get together and we talk about ideas and we talk, you know, if we have an issue with something, we talk about it in terms of like, maybe I'm like, oh, you know, I have this issue with my business. You know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, and and mm-hmm. having other people who are positive, who but like believe in you and believe in themselves and genuinely want you to succeed um, and are, are there to provide, you know, guidance or resources, especially as a female you know, young female entrepreneurs who are starting out, it's great to really like, you know, you and your, you know, you and your friend, whether they're your close Mm -hmm. friends or they're people Mm -hmm. that you network with that you find that you really relate to in your Mm -hmm. philosophy on entrepreneurship, you should definitely like have those masterminds, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. with those people, because that helps you as an entrepreneur not feel alone. 
mm-hmm. A, and then B, you're able to also use them as a sounding board. Right. Believe it or not, we our time is almost up. I wanted to thank you, Lana, so much for sharing today with our listeners your entrepreneurial story and how you overcame some of the psychological obstacles that you encountered during your inspirational journey. Um, How can um, people reach you to learn more about your work? Sure, so they can reach me um, through our website, bizbrokersla.com, or they can follow us on, um, they can follow me and my business partner, Adriana, on the Biz Hot List on Mm -hmm. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Great. Um, This podcast is brought to you by Women Entrepreneurs Global, the first startup studio and digital DIY startup platform for women. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. We believe in an open and non-stigmatizing dialogue about the hidden psychological difficulties experienced by many successful entrepreneurs and highlighting the strategies used to overcome them as a critical way to help other founders achieve success. Please join me next week for more Mindset for Success stories. I'm Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and you can drop me a line at drlesliknudsen at drlesliknudsen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Women Entrepreneurs Global, the first startup studio and digital DIY startup platform for women. For more information on her guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. We believe in open and non-stigmatizing dialogue about the hidden psychological difficulties experienced by many successful entrepreneurs and highlighting the strategies used to overcome them, such as the fear of failure, of not being good enough, and that loud, chattering internal critic is critical to helping other founders achieve success. Please join her next week for more Mindset for Success stories. That was Dr. Leslie Knudsen, and you can drop her a line at dr.lesliekanudsen at dr.lesliekanudsen.com.